We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. Not at the Love Shack, though. Uh, I'm uh, Troy. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, I'm Troy Harmon here with Michael Griffin and Peter Lynch. And, uh, guys, we've been talking about all kind of stuff. One of the big things we do on Money Talks is answer questions from our listeners. Uh, we've got an uh, interesting question here from Sean from Sugar Hill. says, uh, I was listening last week when you were talking about the market reaching all-time highs, and yet the Fed is cutting interest rates. I feel like this is a recipe for disaster. My uncertainty is very high. Uh, with elections coming up, impeachment talks, uh, this never-ending trade war with China. So my question is, what should I do with my invest investments? I'm uh, scared the market rally is going to bust spectacularly. Well, I'll tell you this. You know, I sit around and look at the economy quite a bit. Um, and and with it being a big portion of, uh, of my job, uh, trying to see just how to guide portfolios for our clients, um, it doesn't surely look like what we had in 2006 and seven uh, right. prior to our previous recession. Um, I'm not even a hundred percent convinced that we're to the point where um, we need to dig a hole and run inside it. Um, you know, which it, it sounds like Sean might actually be there. Uh, I, I think what you have to do is, is uh, a lot of times what we do here, you guys create a financial plan and uh, part of that financial plan shows any assets that are going to be needed within the next 10 years. We know that by its very nature, the stock market and uh, financial markets are very volatile, especially with equities. So, um, you know, you're talking about uh, anything that you need and you know you need for the next 10 years should probably not be subjected to such volatility. Absolutely. And, and what do you do with it? Well, you, I mean, you put it in fixed income. It's, it's not, it's not pretty right now. But look, it's safe, and and it's, it's what you need to do to make sure that you don't have to sell in a down market. You right. know, he's concerned about all these things happening. If he's got all his money in the market, and he needs some of it, yeah, I would be concerned because, you know, we could have a pullback. We could very well have a pullback. I'm not saying we're going to. Right. But there's a lot of factors out there that could trigger one. Right. You know, I mean, somebody tweet something, somebody sneezes the wrong way, the market goes up 100 points or goes down 100 points. Yeah. yeah. And you can reassess your risk tolerance if... Well, that's that's a perfect time to do it, right? If right. you uh, if you are worried about um, about your assets and what might happen tomorrow, uh, you need to reassess whether or not the, the equity side of your portfolio, the stocks, are, are actually where you want to be and, and uh, whether or not... You know, if the if the prices are really volatile, maybe you want to pair back on that. So ways oh. that you would craft your portfolio, at least the allocation portion of it, is uh, we know small cap stocks fall more rapidly in a decline. So mm -hmm. maybe you want to cut back on some of that. Small cap, mid cap, international, those are going to get hurt. Yeah, harder in a in a history tells e us economic right. decline. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, look, I had a client earlier this week who was asking me questions about, you know, the uncertainty of next year with the election and stuff like that. And I explained to him that he had 10 years of liquidity and that I wouldn't, if, if we did have, you know, any volatility next year due to the election or China or what have you, that I wouldn't have to sell in his account at all, next, yeah. you know, while we were down. And, so, and that made him feel better. Right. So, so the theory behind, uh, you know, an investment philosophy like that is, 
Uh, Michael, you said fixed income. This means bonds. Uh, Correct, bonds, and, and CDs. And what we try to yeah. do is buy, buy high-quality uh, bonds or CDs, CDs with uh, FDIC insurance. Absolutely. Uh, and and um, be mindful, by the way, that you're not buying all of your issues from a single bank and you get over that FDIC limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, where your where your insurance is still intact. Make sure that all that happens, and then you have to kind of shop banks and get different uh, CDs. But um, uh, what we're talking about is market-traded CDs in, in the case with Hensler Financial Assets. Um, and and um, the, the portion you don't need in bonds, you invest in stocks. And the theory there is stocks have shown us over long periods of time, while they are volatile, they actually outgrow or grow faster than inflation. So Absolutely. you're growing your wealth. You're you're making more money than you know than costs and prices are increasing. Uh, with the fixed income side, you want to make sure that you're making as much as inflation, so you don't lose purchasing power uh, as as time goes on. And you know when when you do it like that, let's think about it. If we measure back to 1925, we know that the S&P 500 or you know, a large cap investment has grown at an average rate of about 10.5%. Think about what's happened since 1925. A well, lot. In 29, we had the Great Depression. We've had a world war. Uh, we've had a president who got uh, impeached and mm-hmm. left, Richard Nixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a Cuban Missile Crisis. We've had all kind of upheaval in the Middle East. Uh, think about it. Tech, there's, there's tech always, bubble, the yeah. decline of 2008. Right. I mean, we've had. I mean, there's been so much that's happened, and there still will be going forward. Absolutely. There's always going to be something, even after something. the election. Right. Something else will happen. Yeah. It's so it, what it does is it gives you, you know, it, it, Michael, you said it. Uh, it gives you kind of a little bit of solace. You can sleep at night knowing mm-hmm. that the money you're going to need within the next 10 years is going to be, you know, fairly stable. Yeah, more stable than you're not in the equity it. market. Yeah, you're not going to lose it. Right, and at the same time, you know, you're going to have uh, a situation where you can, um, where you can also rest easy, knowing that just because your money's in equities and it might go down, uh, it's not going to go away. It's only on paper until you have to sell it. That's that's absolutely Long term. true. Uh, if anyone out there would like to uh, have their question answered. On the air, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach our question hotline at 1-855-429-9166, or you can call our uh, office, 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio shower, Kelly Lynn, and uh, they'll hook you up with Kelly Lynn, and she can take down your information, including your question, get it to us, and we'd be happy to answer. Uh, you can also email us at drgenehensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Or you can go to our website, hensler.com, spelled the same way, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Again, so uh, guys, we've got... A question here from Antonio and Alicia from Atlanta says, Dr. Gene always said that applied materials wasn't for the faint of heart. I bought it back in May, and I'm more than thrilled with the growth. It's uh, listed as undervalued and a buy by analysts, uh, but the stock is near its 52-week high. Does this have room to grow, and should I bite the bullet and pay the short-term gains? Um 
I'm going to take this in two parts. So let's talk a little about applied materials. Yeah, it's uh, it's volatile. Almost everything in technology is a little more volatile than you might find um, in in various other sectors in the market. Over the last 12 months, applied materials has grown in price by 72.5%. Wow. Now, you can't go back nice. and get that one. I mean, that'd be perfect, right? You'd put everything on applied materials and retire this year. But, uh, you know, we don't have that option. So looking at it, uh, it looks like uh, growth is decent. You know, nothing to to brag over. 4.91% is what ex- is expected going forward. It's been even better. Five-year growth in earnings, 27.2%. Uh, again, that's history, so, you know, it's tough to say. doesn't have a huge dividend uh, we get 1.05% yield out of the dividend. 15.5% of their earnings are paid out in uh, the form of a dividend. Um, the thing that I find that's really interesting here, and by the way, the company's really profitable. Uh, return on assets, 16.5%. Return on equity, 40%, which means it's got some uh, pretty good debt. Uh, debt to equity is 77.6%. So uh, this is a tech company with, uh, you know, it can have volatile um, results Uh, they make uh, semiconductors you know displays and and, uh, related industries they you know they they create um, uh, manufacturing equipment for those industries but uh, analysts now you said that you see it as undervalued Um, it's trading close to its one-year target as well, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I know that's just a target, but I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'd call it undervalued at this point. Yeah, Michael, that, that was the point that I was going to say. So the target that I'm seeing off of, uh, you know, the Bloomberg terminal, 56.21, currently trading 56.41. We're one percent over analyst estimates. These are 29 analysts. Now they all say that we're a little overvalued. Right. Yet 20 of the 29 have a buy rating on this company. Hmm. They don't want to get left behind. It's up mm-hmm. 72.5%. Why won't they tell you to sell it? Because they don't want to be wrong. Right. And, you know, when you... That it, makes it's sense. momentum. It's momentum. That's mm-hmm. all that you're seeing there. So uh, here's, here's the question. You bought it in May. You've got a huge gain. You're going to have to pay tax, and that tax is going to be at your income rate yep. level. Short term. Yeah. Are you Short willing to hold it till next May? That's the question. Exactly. That's still a long time away. It mm-hmm. is. And, you know, when I look at uh, at kind of the, the uh, P.E. ratio, currently at 18.06. Doesn't look too bad relative to the mm-hmm. overall market, which is, you know, a little above 20. But if you look uh, at its long-term uh, average at 19.3, it too looks like it's inexpensive. Until you start looking at the long-term average all the way back to, you know, its inception in the 90s, um, its P.E. average since then is almost 51. So, yeah, this looks cheap, but think about what you're saying there. You're talking about a P.E. that was huge in the 90s. It Mm -hmm. spiked, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's. Um, PE during the uh, tech bubble was through the roof. 
I mean, it, it was a well, thousand, a PE of one thousand. Well, that was a tech <laughs> bubble in two thousand nine, even. Wow. So you know, th- this thing has has had some really weird price movement. Um, you know, if and and here's here's really to me the kicker. People make investments. You know, if you if you just think about since May, the stock is up thirty two point three percent. Right. So you sell it. You got say you had a thousand dollars you invested. You you you're up thirty two percent. You got three hundred twenty bucks. And just for instance, if you're at the thirty percent rate in taxes, you're gonna wind up still with two hundred twenty four dollars gain. That's still pretty nice. Twenty two point four percent. That's uh, after tax. That's better than the market overall. Right. If you wait until May, you could get a you know you're gonna get a better uh, tax rate, maybe 15%, unless you're at the absolute top tax bracket where it's 20%. 20%. So if you're if you got 15%, um, you would have uh, on that 300. Just assuming that you know the price stayed stable, which never happens. No. Uh, you would uh, you would have like 272 bucks in gains from here if Man. you paid 15%. So we're talking about. Uh, you know, the potential of a $50 bill, basically. Right. I mean, obviously, these numbers get a lot bigger if you're dealing with bigger yeah, dollar amounts. Yeah, I'm just amounts. saying it's 1000 bucks. Right. But you see what I'm saying. Right. But $100,000 so, makes a big... Well, $100,000, what are you going to have? You're going to have $32,000 at the same... You know, at the end of the game, you're still going to have 22400 if you're at the 30%, right? Right. <laughs> and all it takes is a is a decline of... You know, there's nothing wrong with taking profits. There's not. Really isn't. There's not. And we're talking, you know, instead of, uh, you know, uh, about 50 bucks, we're talking about, you know, even on those bigger rates, what, 500? We just multiplied it by. Well, no, it would be 50,000 because we multiplied it by a bigger number. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all things considered, you got three options when you got tax to to look at. You can either gift it to the charity of your choice. Right. And you don't pay any tax. Point, you don't pay mm-hmm. any tax, but you've given it all away. You get a charitable deduction. You still <laughs> don't have it, right? It's not in your wallet. That's true. Or you can die and pass it on to your heirs. Yeah, they get mm-hmm. a step up in cost basis. They get a step up in cost basis. Um, you know, maybe some estate tax, but probably not that these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're dead and don't care. True. So the other option is you pay the tax. Mm-hmm. Take your gains. A favorable Take tax rate. Gains. Do something else with yeah, it. Maybe, well, maybe. Peter, maybe. you're right. Long term. Yeah, you, you wait until May if, if you think that it's going to hold out. But you still get to keep a whole <laughs> lot more than the other two choices. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So, you know, we run into this all the time. You know, this yeah. is a tax issue. My opinion, uh, applied materials is too expensive. I would sell it. If there is no tax consequence... I'd take my cash off the table and move along. I don't, um, I don't disagree with that, Troy. I mean, yeah, no. and and even now, I mean, you've you've got a very handsome gain. Yeah, right. My opinion is, you know, you you would still sell it. Yeah. Give Uncle Sam his due. Move along. Pat yourself on the back. Exactly. If I could do it through the radio, I'd do it for you right now. <laughs> Can't, but. Uh, Anyway, so, you know, with a situation like this, I think you, when you're investing in a taxable account, you have to get over the fact that you got to pay tax. Yeah. 
I mean, that means it, you've it, made money. You've if profited. you've made money, right? And yes. and the other thing is, in your retirement accounts, it's you know you see the number on paper, you've got money in your IRA, got a hundred thousand right. dollars. Well, guess what? When the government starts making you take that money out at the age of seventy and a half, mm-hmm. you're not going to get all no. that money out. You're no. going to pay tax. Income tax. At your ordinary income tax rates, yes, exactly. exactly. So not even even at the capital gains rates. Yeah. And I just thought of another option, Troy. You could wait for it to go back down. You could. That is another option. And then stop it. But then, even unless it goes way back down, (laughs) you're still going to pay tax. (laughs) Right. True. So, you know, either way. There, there's, you know, you got to, it's kind of the, the gatekeeper. You're going to have to pay the gatekeeper to get to the spending that money if it's in a mm-hmm. taxable account. Mm-hmm. And even if it's in a retirement account, Uncle Sam only let you get away with that for a little while. Yeah, very Not true. forever. He's going to get his tax. All right, guys, mark it up or down this week. Up. Peter. Up. Uh, up. All right, everybody's saying up. You know me, I'm a broken record. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll see you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.